Welcome to another episode of the Smithereens Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jared. And I'm your other co-host, Tom. And today we are talking about when advertising has worked on you. Tom, who do you have on today? Jared, today we have uh, two repeat guests and two partners, Rob and Colin, are on the podcast today. Uh, we're talking about advertisements, uh, social ads, podcast ads, and the stuff that we've bought from those ads. Uh, good ads and bad ads as well. Cool. Well, everyone, thanks for listening and being here. Enjoy the episode. Thanks, guys. So today, we are talking about when advertising has worked on each one of us, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, being a branding and ad agency, we're, we're usually people coming up with this kind of stuff, but now we're kind of, I guess, flipping it around, talk about what's worked on us. Sure. And so we've had a lot of conversations about this in the past, and I think kind of in passing, a big thing that we want to talk about uh, today, uh, I, I guess the different ways that we get advertised to and how those have a different effect. So like listening to podcasts, and we've talked about that at the office a ton. Um, so I guess to get this rolling uh, with, with you, Colin and Rob, uh, what was maybe the last advertising that you received that you, in the very least wanted to do more research about a product or even inevitably bought a product that you can remember? Yeah. Uh, so f- for me, um, it was it actually was a podcast advertisement um, for a company called The Black Tux. Uh, this is not sponsored. So yeah. if you think a business from this, then more power to them. They won't. They won't. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, uh, they're, you know, they're, as the name probably makes fairly clear, it's like an online uh, tuxedo and suit rental company. It's similar, to, like for women, there's a, a like something called like Rent the Runway. Rent the Runway. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like a male version of that. Um, and I recently had to, to be go male. to a gala. It does not have to be male. That's true. That's true. I went to a gala. Um, I'm not a particularly confident dresser when it comes to things like this. So sure. yeah, I was sort of dreading having to like figure all this out, you know, and go to men's warehouse or someplace like it's that. It's really horribly ill-fitting pants right yeah and it's, oh it's, god yeah. and like the it's so <laughs> funny because the, the you're worst. you're there you know in person in that in that environment and it should be like well we can measure you and like like your yeah. suit should be fitting great when you leave there but like everybody's got their horror story of that not being the case so i, I was listening to a podcast um the ringer network it's a, it's a it's a website it's a podcast network it's sports and pop culture stuff but um and it was the the one host starts talking about it, and I was like, oh, well, I'm, I actually have a need for this right now, which I think is an sure. important element in this. I did have that need, um, and I was like, oh, I'll go check it out. The website was cool, and um, ended up trying it. Awesome experience, and I'll, I'll, I'll definitely you know use it again in the for future. All, all future galas. All future. Is galas. that a frequent thing for you? Uh, uh, no, no, that okay. was the, so. I have a question. So, like, when was when did you order the text from when you first heard the ad? Was it like you heard it? It was like, oh, I need this for like next week. Let me let me go on the website. Or was it like you listened to that podcast months before and it it kind of popped back into your head? Uh, great question. And the answer is like it was it was months ahead. I would okay. say. But then, like as this event is rolling around, my wife is lovingly reminding me that I need to find a solution for this, and she knows that I'm not necessarily. Um, good at it, and I always end up scrambling like the day before. And good at uh, solutions. Good at <laughs> the you know dressing <laughs> stuff for weddings or you know so even just if it's a regular suit as a, but this was like legit black tie which I just 
So that's super yeah. rare for yeah. me. Like yeah. you don't own a tux. Rare for most, I'd say. Uh, well, yeah, I, I do not have a I tux. I mean, come on, the three of us, we all have our own tuxes, right? Of course. Uh, that is true. Oh, no, I, do I, I don't. Tux. I don't. Okay. Rob actually does. Yeah. Oh wow, right. I do. I was yeah. making. I was trying to do a bit, yeah. but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. This Rob, guy, Galafan number one over here. Gives never been to one that required it. <laughs> Rob just puts on his tux on the Friday night and go through like the Wendy's drive-thru. Like, hey. <laughs> getting, back, number one. getting back from one of those black tie events. You know, you know what I'm saying? Again. <laughs> and then he just takes the Wendy's and throws it out. <laughs> I just want people to see me. I don't yeah. care about the food. So, yeah. Between this and the car, it all makes sense, right? Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, Colin, you bring up a good point because like, as podcasts are gaining in popularity, obviously the need to advertise in that avenue is definitely picking up steam i think like yeah. you know i started listening to like one of the first podcasts i started listening to was like the joe rogan podcast and like every every like episode he has like a one or two that he always shots out and it, and a lot of it he does have interest in like he's part owner of like on it and stuff like that so sure. it, obviously there's an interest in that but like now he's starting to incorporate different companies that you know because this podcast is like one of the most popular ones I right think, streamed right like worldwide so you know people are kind of catching on that this is a you're getting people you're getting people who listen to content pretty much every day and right. especially uh, a person like joe that podcast produces like an episode you know once a day it seems like you know well and he's a person right right so it's like when when it's it's advertising i know they're paying for it but it still sure. seems to, like psychologically like it's a it's a personal um, vouching for the product, right? So yeah. it's like, oh, this guy, it's like, they wouldn't just take money from the advertising. Like, yeah, hell yeah, they would. Of oh, course, course they would. They would. Right. But like, right. They right. still, they do a good job presenting it. And so. I, I think you can tell, like, I've been listening to podcasts for, I don't know, years now. And like, Ooh, uh, big podcast guy over here. They, years. I, I am. <laughs> like two? No, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. like six? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got into them in like 2013. And Pod God. I, uh, <laughs> Pod, Pod God. God. Pod God. Pod Bod. Mm. Ah. Oh. Mm. Um, all right. Anyway. Uh, so so uh, I, I remember I would, the podcast I was listening to, so like comedy ones. So like there's my brother, my brother and me, which is a, one I was a fan of for a long time. Comedy Bang Bang. And uh, WTF with Mark Marin, And honestly, like I would kind of look forward to the ads, funny enough. Um, like they offer a lot of premiere, a bunch of different podcasting offer premiere uh, subscriptions where you get the podcast without the advertisements. I kind of liked it because they would do their own like funny take <clears throat> on like whatever they were given. And so it kind of made it more entertaining. But honestly, in, in uh, you know, I don't know if they were thinking of this with that, but it also made me remember, I can remember like half the brands on podcast, like uh, Blue Apron was one of like the ones that was like a right. long Lisa mattress, like all these different things and they're now like embedded in my head right and i even tried uh blue apron um because scott ackerman the host of comedy bagman kind of like talked about like using it and actually enjoying it and had his own story of using it aside from the advertisement whether or not that was true <laughs> he right. just made it up but it like hooked me and i was i was in for yeah, sure podcast advertising is very narrative in its form they all would tell yeah. the story of like so I know you're busy because I'm busy too. And you're probably listening to this podcast while you're doing three other things. Yeah. Make one of those things not be figuring out what you're going to do for dinner. I tried it one night and blah, blah, blah. Let me, it's like they make a story out of it. Like, well, yeah. that's not like – it's been done. Sure. It's been done on radio. Like when you look at 
like you know we've done it here right where we look at like okay we're gonna we're, we're gonna do a, a radio media play for like a for, for a client and they're like okay well do you want to do these times is it you record your own commercial is it a jingle is it like a sure is the host gonna gonna rep the rep the product right, for you so right. like that's been done i think like it feels a little uh i mean it's just they're paying you do it and it sure. feels like and i don't know if this is true or not but it feels like there's more control on a podcast like of, of yeah. brands that you take on if you really truly believe in it or not like so but i know it, i mean it exists all over the radio and i think what podcasts hosts have been able to do with it is take like, tell a story that's different than the read the script true it's right like they're gonna write their own script they're gonna truly believe in the product yeah. or they're gonna do a thing like and I, like have like a i bit listen to a lot of podcasts something. too and they try to do like a bit around it yeah and actually i think find that kind of interesting because it's it's they don't like sometimes I, it comes off to me like they're just making fun of the product sure and i'm, and I'm like man if some if i that was my product i listened to this i might be like I'll pull the point right. on this. Yeah, but you might, but, but like, but it, but it helps me remember it for exactly. sure. Exactly, and yeah. I think that that's like the key thing is like I, you know, I, I don't listen to the radio that much, but I do every once in a while. I couldn't, rem- I couldn't tell you any of the last like hundred commercials I heard on the radio. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's an inherent numbness to that of like, like the you know we talk about like banner blindness with like online sites and like ads and stuff like that where people are kind of like accustomed to seeing certain things. And I think like maybe with radio being as long of a running platform as it is, you kind of have blindness to like, oh, I can hear the jingle come on from a commercial or I can hear blah, 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 come on. And maybe like tune it out a little bit. But I mean, I haven't heard a podcast that has like a audio running from a from uh, a, a different source that isn't like the the host talking about the product itself, mm-hmm. which I think carries the most weight in this whole conversation. Agreed. Yeah, me so, too. Yeah. You have Mark Marin or Joe Rogan or you know whoever really talking about, regardless of if they even have a personal story with it, they're talking about it, um, and well, that's just gonna it feels non non disruptive. Yes, you, exactly. You, you listen to hours of of content from these specific people narrating stories with guests, and like they. Are talking about a product you're like okay cool like it's in a voice that sounds familiar to you so and there's like a psychological thing where it's more trusting at that point you're not like yeah oh, let's pause for commercial so you hear this completely different yeah. voice tell you about the x product no, no you're still yeah, exactly. in that same lane of like comfort when like someone you know is kind of talking to you about it right it's almost like receiving a recommendation from like a friend like hey check out this band i really like it you do yeah check them out and it's like it's like getting that recommendation like that 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 word of mouth from that person that right. in your head you feel like you trust. Yeah, it's more personalization, right? Yeah. And so, okay, so we kind of, uh, we, we talked about this, which stemmed from Colin's last time in the advertisement. Spoke to you and you actually sought out a product. Rob, what was the last time you saw an advertisement that like caused you to buy that product or at least look into that product? Yeah, so I've never actually bought a product in real time Click on learn more. Click on buy now and done that. Okay. Like, through through an ad ever. Okay. Um, it's not that advertising doesn't work on me. I just like take it further. You I mull suppose. it over, maybe. So, but I had been on the search for some sort of like a a, a phone like what's it what's the term like a yeah. I could like stick holder? my phone like a holder I guess like to, to my dashboard and like have okay. it up there visually for me. Sure. Like, whatever reason. And uh, time out. I don't think my audio is picking up. 
It's picking up. You're just on Colin and I'm on Rob. Mm, interesting. Oh, sorry. That's weird. I don't know why it's doing that. I noticed it before because um, you made a little clicky noise and I was stone silent and Colin had a little dot and Rob did not. Okay. Sorry, guys. No, my bad. Sorry. Um, time in. So one of those phone holder things yeah, <laughs> yeah. in your car, what was uh-huh. in your dashboard or whatever. And I've been looking for one and I could not find one that I really liked. I wanted it to sure. be like super easy. I don't like the ones that you have to put like a magnet inside your phone or whatever, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't find it. And I'm, I like to think I'm pretty good at finding the right product and sure. like vetting a bunch of them and saying like, this is like probably the best one. And I got served an ad on Instagram, like in, in this interrupted my story. And I was like, that's exactly what I've been looking for. Wow. I couldn't find it anywhere. There you go. Yeah. But you didn't see that and immediately jump in, even though you've been looking for that? I went to it. Look, well, no, I hadn't. I hadn't seen it at all. That's my point. Oh, you're so right, right, right. Until okay. that particular brand, that particular product. Gotcha. It hadn't been on my radar. And I don't know why, but I wasn't trying hard enough. There you but go. <laughs> it showed up in my feed. I checked it out, and then I went and bought it somewhere else, not through the, not through them. Okay, gotcha. I don't know why. So I guess this extends to, good job, Colin. <laughs> I guess this extends to uh, another uh, topic that we had uh, within this, which is like curated social feeds. So things that are tied to either what you look at. So like I, I think Instagram is something that's probably popular for all four of us here. Um, and getting served ads either based off of what you look at or what you search for in, in Rob's case. And so uh, Rob, I mean, after that experience, would you say that you're pretty pro that like getting a social uh feeds that are full of things that directly correlate to to what you're interested in yeah uh, super for it i you know we talked we talked a lot around this just in pre-production stuff but like what when i think about like retargeting ads or contextual ads or whatever and we talk about it with clients all the time and some people get scared about it. Clients don't care when it's like their ad showing up. Sure. If it's like, oh, it's going to be like that ad that I saw for that pair of sneakers that I looked at yesterday and now yeah. I see it again and it's yeah. following me around. Well, that seems kind of annoying. Well, if it works, do you care? Right. <laughs> Person who runs X business, whatever. Sure. And, and I think it's more about, I think it's good for the world that we have an opportunity to be served ads that do apply to us, our interests, sure. our whatever and uh i can't imagine i mean i would not be on any social network right now if it wasn't if i was getting served ads that had didn't apply to me whatsoever sure and i have like reported or like declined other ads yeah. that i'm like why in god's name am i receiving this thing? oh absolutely like, this is unbelievable and i just feel right. like i got on some list or i don't know what it is but yeah wow. i'm off it <laughs> yeah i think it depends for me like i kind of like getting served Instagram ads sometimes, but a lot of times I really don't because it's not like they don't really pertain to me. And like, I know it was like an algorithm based on what I've looked at, sure. but like sometimes I just want to be, I just want to creep on some stories, you know, not get served ads mm. while I'm doing that, you know? Mm. So it's like, I think, the, I think the last thing that <laughs> I, I bought from Instagram was like, um, like the body scrubber thing. It was like 10 bucks and I was like, cool. It's, a, yeah. it's enough for me to make a decision. 
um, and buy it. But a lot of times when I see like even articles of clothing, like you you click through on that ad and you're trying to see like some customer reviews or comments and there's like really limited stuff. Um, but a lot of the apparel especially is, is super expensive. So that kind of like deters me from kind of buying that. So sure. it just like, it works some, for me sometimes, sometimes it really doesn't, yeah. you know? It's but just, I mean, at least it got you interested in the brand. You yeah, know what I mean? Like these yeah, avenues. For like, sure. For sure. And I think there's different plays in advertisement too. Is it like a, sure. a brand recognition thing where like, you know, Nike has really awesome commercials. They're really not telling you to like buy, hey, buy this sneaker. They're just like trying to invoke like an emotional reaction for you to kind of, you know, respond to the brand. They're not pushing you to something. They just kind of get, get that in your head. And obviously yeah. there's some ads out there that just like want you like, hey, we got this. Come buy it. You know? Sure. Sure. That makes sense. Colin, how do you feel? about social media advertising getting retargeted ads and yeah i mean everything I, we've I, I'm, all, I'm all for it i think that i couldn't possibly do what i do professionally and like <laughs> feel like an ethical human being if i didn't think that there was value in it sure uh a bit before you, you mentioned like the word personalization which i like i would challenge a little bit that i don't think that podcast advertising or radio advertising is personalized they like there's, there's targeting, like, okay, if my product makes sense to the audience that listens to this, there's sure. that. But digital stuff and retargeting stuff, like, that's real where true personalization really takes off. Yeah. I'm, 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 like, interested in that from, like, a, from a storytelling perspective. And so the, this idea of, like, just really putting people into into funnels and, you know, that, that sounds so shitty and, and cynical to an extent. But it's, it's even what you're talking about. So I, I click through and I'm like, oh. The, the, these pants are just too expensive but like that action that i took to get to that page is can still be recorded and so then and if i took any other actions on that site so let's say like i, I went to that uh, pants are a bad example for this but like like so, I, I look at a lot of like uh like software tuxes and stuff tuxes yeah tux, tux pants <laughs> big tux guy now no, but like you know, there there are certain there are certain actions that 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 correspond fairly closely with like uh, points in a decision-making cycle, a buying cycle. So, like, oftentimes for software things like that, it's like like visits to a pricing page, sure, might carry more weight, right? So, like, maybe I get served up an ad and I get to that site, and then I'm I'm poking around. I don't, you know, I don't I don't make an immediate purchasing decision, but they put me into maybe a few different funnels, quite frankly, sure. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting ads sort of around the same thing, but now they're trying to talk to me about the price, right? And they're trying to say you know don't worry about the price or whatever but like yeah, it's yeah. like clearly like they, they were paying attention to what i'm thinking about with the product and like it's like look if you're gonna do some of my homework for me and like sure. that's i don't i don't want to be naive about it because again they're selling a product but right right um it's just it allows you to you you sort of curate your own feed one of the things that i've seen there is like a maybe it's a bit of a tip if you're willing to give away your email address do it or have that email address that you'll do it with yeah because um, it's not disruptive for what's your, yours for your day <laughs> oh you don't know <laughs> <laughs> cd whitman at gmail.com <laughs> you do know um no <laughs> but if you if you give your email address away and you actually are interested in the product but you like are patient about making your purchasing decision and don't do it in that moment right which usually i'm not if i'm interested enough but do that, give it away, and then they'll like the third email into some funnel. They'll probably give you like a bigger oh, discount than absolutely. you probably could have gotten originally from the from the <clears throat> original click through. That mm. is, man, 
So just chill. Give it a give it a little bit of time. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, they will email you and try to get you in. Yeah, I feel like that. Like uh, a lot of companies. So I, I think was I on Lisa? I was actually I may I may have been on Lisa's site because I feel like they're advertised mattress companies for some reason really leaning hard on like podcasts ads mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> casper lisa there's at least like two others i can't think of right now the cost is probably low at this point you know as podcast gain popularity i think the, those costs might go up obviously but i feel like now especially if you have a podcast that's like i think you'd be surprised man like i think that the the spend is a lot higher because like i said like you're you're getting Joe Rogan or Mark Marin or whoever to actually like read these ads, and so like I, for, I I don't have like the the data in front of me, but from last time I looked it up, like the it is a lot more expensive actually to av- advertise on podcasts. But if you're a newer company and you have maybe some backing like a Casper or a Lisa, and you're kind of a new way of doing something, uh, or uh, what's Stamps.com? That was like a big one where they leaned in hard on a new media mm-hmm. and said like, well. Like we're just gonna throw our money in this basket because this is where things are headed. Yeah, and like it makes sense. And now, like like I said, like people, if you listen to podcasts, I'm sure uh, between the, everyone here, uh, we could all come up with like a list of brands we've heard on multiple podcasts. You know what I mean? Well, the conversion data on podcasts is unbelievable. Right. Like they make so much, so many transactions happen because of podcasts, and they directly. Right. You know, they have your promo code or whatever that like is is tracked there. So like that's why they're doing that. Like How, that's why I cost do you, one. Do you do you have this data? A podcast that I was listening to talked about how they're making money based on advertisers and you know how their data is different because they have like a loyal following, but sure. it's not as big as some of the bigger ones because they're like a mid market yeah. one. And so sure, right? It is kind of hard though. Like you know. I, I kind of equate like podcasts, it's almost similar to like print advertisements where there's there's a uh, some sense of the data that you have for your market, right? But if I'm listening to like a, you know, a podcast on SoundCloud or something and I'm not logged into an account or I'm listening to it on, you know, whatever, if I listen on my Apple account, I don't have any of my data associated with that. There's only so much information that you're going to get about a listener base. And it's kind of a similar thing with like, old style media there's only so much information that you can kind of have to to make those kind of like advertising decisions and i know that we've we've worked with a few like clients who have utilized like old media and so i'm kind of curious maybe on our end like what goes into that like making those decisions of like all right if their demographic is this uh, and they want either like an ad in the news or an ad in on a billboard or, or whatnot. Like what goes into the kind of maybe figuring that out of like what the messaging should say or how it should look and to speak to certain demographics. I mean, from like the decision to be in those placements from a front end is often driven by budget. Okay. Those old media things are super expensive. So the sure. barrier to entry is just very different than... You know, give us, give us. You know, we always want the biggest budget we can get for advertising purposes because that buys you the biggest megaphone. Sure, but you can you can make some hay in digital with a hundred bucks if you use it correctly, right, right, right? right? Like whereas you can't. I can I can buy like, you know, an, the letter I in a newspaper for a hundred bucks. <laughs> you know, sure. like on, on one page, and that's you can't do that obviously. But, um. You know, and, and so it's, it's the budget there to a certain extent. The experience that we've had, it's, it's clients that kind of want those placements. So sure. they're telling us to explore those things. Yeah. Um, where, where does that kind of come from, like that desire? 
not to cut you off, but uh, I think it's 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 a bit generational. I would say so. It's oh, clients okay. where for them they grew up with newspapers or radio ads as a big thing, and so that that's that that's what they feel is sure. Um, we, one one client we did some radio TV stuff. Their audience are people that are not necessarily digitally savvy. There's still a lot of that. Like, sure, sure. We 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 just had a client in today that's talking about phone book ads. And it's, wow. it's like a, a, a plumbing HVAC thing. And it's like, okay, people that, like everybody that if you own a house, you might have a problem in that. Sure. And certain along generational divides, like you might pull out the phone book and go to plumber yeah. and, and pee. Over right? the age like, of yeah. 60, there's still tons of people that own houses. That are over, it's not like everyone yeah. owns houses. Like, oh, It's consuming, sure. you know, younger media, right? right sure. Right. And it's not like there's not a single 25-year-old out there that doesn't look at the phone book. But yeah, but so there might be. <laughs> I mean, I've never. I don't think I've looked at one in 15 years. But, but the, I get it delivered, and I immediately throw it in my recycling bag. Yeah. Well, I think the trickiest <laughs> thing is when comparing. Like we talk about, like oh, podcast conversion rates are high or whatever. Like and there's all different sure. podcasts. Like we're one sort of. Sure. <laughs> like try we grouped into that? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't yeah, really yeah. know. Trying. I think when we think about that, we think about the big ones. We need one advertiser. We need one sponsor first. <laughs> then we can make a decision. Yeah. And then sometimes you have a client that comes and says, "All right, well, what are what are my competitors doing?" And it's like, "Well, are you paying attention to them?" Because there isn't like necessarily public. So if, if we have like a middle-sized client or a small sure. business, it's like, "Look, there isn't like public data on a company that is this category within this category within this category in the state of Texas, it's like we can't find that right. information. Yeah, yeah. You know, so look at right. look around. You know, when, and there's a lot more manual research that needs to go into that. And yeah, also sure. asking that client, like, what are you seeing? Like, you're in this every day. How? Why are people choosing your competitors over you and different things? Yeah, like yeah. That. So, you need to get that knowledge out of them. Yeah, it's, to make it's, those kind of decisions. Yeah, yeah I, I have a, a like tangentially related thing. I recently got a direct mail piece. So, which is like old media. And it was so not too long ago, we became members of the Buffalo Museum of Science. It's something to do. I've got a three-year-old son, something to do on the weekends, you know, all good. But so along with that, it's like you get joint membership with like Tift Nature Preserve. And so, you know, they just send out, it's sort of like a monthly direct mail newsletter with a bunch of programming and such, which I would never know shit about if I didn't get this piece of direct mail. But I'm like reading through it. I'm like, oh. This sounds fun. This sounds good. It's like a evening like nature walk with like cocktails. Ooh. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, it's South Buffalo, yeah. so that's like probably Jenny. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, which is fine with me. Yeah. Like, right. Which is like all more reason to go. Ooh, right. Yeah. Just as romantic. Like exactly. Jenny with Jenny O'Rice. <laughs> One cube. Yeah. I don't want to ruin the flavor. Got to run to yeah. Yeah, maybe. I, there's something to be said though, and I, I like this idea of like matching strategy to vehicle in terms of advertising. Like yeah. Direct mail that I don't ask for, like Valpac, I, I like just never even give a second thought to. I just throw it right out. But yeah, same. You know, I go through the pile of mail. There, there is still that. Like you have to look at your mail because there's stuff in there that you need. So you do. Sure. You do buy at least one second of people's attention with a direct mail piece, and then. And I'm some I'm somewhat opted into this list because I did have that membership. So them making me aware of their programming. Right. Well, I thought that was a really smart use of direct mail. And direct mail is not cheap. Just right. Nothing oh, is sure. cheap. Literally nothing is cheap. I don't want to put position digital as the cheap alternative. It's no. just more accessible. So. Well, I, I feel like to that point too is like if I'm a if I'm a huge company, you know, like 
we're we're just talking about execution, right? Like, but it still takes a huge budget to create a lot of these assets. Like, you know, let's say if you're like a retail brand, right? Like, you're still spending money on creating videos, no matter if you put them out on you know television advertisement, you know Facebook ads. You're right. still creating those assets to kind of be used multi-purposely throughout your various channels. Um, so it's like. For me, what me what grabs me with ads are the kind of complete, the complete message, right? Because you you might only see one fraction of like that story, depending on which vehicle you're you're, you're watching, right? But like sure. you see one commercial on, let's say, like a YouTube, like you know, before your video plays, and you see like a, you see the same message in a different format on like facebook then you're all like it's just stays top of mind and it kind of creates you like make a a stronger buying decision because you feel like that company is 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 uniform you know like i'll probably be less inclined to buy something if i just saw like like a 30 second ad i'm like okay whatever but if i'm like constantly being reminded like along the way of like sure and it's like a little bit different, but it's like still the same message or the same product. Like it just gives me that, that that much more oomph to kind of make a buying decision. Yeah, I mean, there's a traditional principle of like seven touch points yeah. that that at a minimum that are necessary to inspire action in something like this. You know, I think the real number is actually probably much higher than seven, particularly in like the, the hyper segmented world and the the sheer amount of advertising we're all faced with. Sure. I need like, but I, that, that's that's what it's the consistency right. of message in that that makes you want to buy i wonder what we'll see that we'll, we'll see that data shift like with digital with targeting with all that because you know there are people who one instagram ad interrupts their story and it's exactly what they need in that moment they're like okay bye like, sure that's one thing and sure. in the and the that type of media like allows for so much more of a story to be told because it's got video there's more text you're sure. like, you swipe up so it doesn't feel like a click. You know, like all that stuff is like psychologically changing mm-hmm. your decision. Right. And you just have like, you have this much time to capture someone, but you can throw all these things at them. Whereas you're driving by a billboard and you're just like, that's it. Yeah. But right. you drive by that billboard every single day. Sure. Well, you too, may. Right. Yeah. I mean, but that's it, why I'm saying, I'm talking about frequency of how many right. times you need to see it. Right, right, right. Sure. sure. And if I'm just traveling through town, on, on a vacation, I don't see that billboard every day. Yeah. So, but like, the, if that's my commute, though, of course I see it every day. You think so, like yeah, the, the with digital boards and with like, you know, be, people being able to like control it from their mobile phone now and like change them as often as they want when it's raining, when it's sunny, whatever. Think we'll ever get to the point where somebody's just driving down a highway and their phone sends data to a billboard, so it shows them an ad that relates to them. I mean, man. Oh. So, I mean, as cool as I am with, like, a curated social feed from advertising, that sounds like a fucking dystopia to yeah, me, for sure. Yeah. That's, like, <laughs> that's, that's a little, like a little too much. So, yeah. I'm not saying I want it. It's yeah. just, like, pretty yeah. wild. I mean, well, what I was going to say, I mean, like, you know, they're not stopping, like, no one's going to stop collecting more data. If there's more data to be had about every individual, like, you know, advertisers will follow it. I mean, I worked in, like, the e-commerce like sector for a bit and like that was all about like how much information can we get from someone as soon as they visit a page so we just have them we know who they are we know kind of like what their demographic is and it's always kind of like phrased and i think especially in the past couple years in this like big brotherly 
way of just like, well, they have all my data. And I, as someone who's worked in like e-commerce, I'm like, they, people just want to sell stuff to you. Like, no one cares about whatever your private tabs were open on Chrome last <laughs> night. <laughs> but, or do that. <laughs> well, someone might. Uh, but like for the most part, they just want that data so they can like really accurately see what demographic you fall into. So when they serve you that ad on YouTube or on Facebook or on Instagram or whatever, like it is exactly the messaging that that they want to hand off to someone that is your age mm-hmm. that likes the things that you do and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I do. I mean, I do think, and again, even though I already said that I'm, I support that, I think you could build a case a, 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 like to, to claim that that is somewhat like corrosive to the fabric of society. Because right. then all of a sudden we're just all being served up messaging that's tailored for us, and right. we all just live in an echo chamber. That's true. It's just so like I, I completely agree. Like my my thing is like you know I want to I want to buy things, and I'm not afraid to admit it. I want to buy things that that I think that people will think I'm cool for buying. Right. So like if I'm only getting served up ads of things that I like. Like how do I know if people, other people are gonna like it? I want to yeah. I want to be served as that like the masses are being served, so I know what's kind of well, on trend, what's on brand. Well, you, man, you that's, a, go ahead. I was gonna say like that like algorithms are getting smart enough to be able to see like I mean like it goes beyond just like well if you like this you'll probably like this because this is a related product to X. Like it's gone far beyond. It's just like well you have purchased these several things and I know that information. So based off of that and based off of what other people have bought that are in those same categories, like I think it'll get I mean it, it can't not get smarter in that way of like not just I think we're we're stuck in this weird thing where the ads that I feel like I get on social for the most part feel very expected. I make music, I look up like music gear and stuff, so I get ads for like new audio plugins or software or like, you know, whatever, bands that are bad but <laughs> but like uh, I'm curious to kind of see where it'll extend where you can really start doing like a match to some like other people and like well this person who's bought like at least like half the th- same things you have has this and you've never even like tried to seek that well, out before think about it like a, um, a subscription service for clothing or something where you set your preferences and then like each month you're sent you know dress clothes or you sent tuxes or you sent you know t-shirts or something like that depending on what your preferences are how they how they may change so i mean we're, it's never going to stop curiosity and people being interested in other things so like not that we're ever like all that serious about it being like super dangerous for the world right. like it's you know it's flirting with it a little bit but it's never going to sure. like stop somebody's curiosity. do you think industries will kind of go the opposite way do you think that like people are going to be so sick of like giving out their information that they might kind of like pull back? And I kind of bring it up because I thought I did something this week that I didn't think I would do for the rest of my life for a long time. I actually purchased, I pre-ordered a compact disc, and I I didn't wow. think I would I would do that. But the rollout of this was so great and they kind of packaged it with like things I wouldn't be able to get digitally that I've spent like the, the $15 and I pre-ordered it. Uh, hmm. That's crazy. I only say that's crazy because I don't think at this in, in 2019, I have anything that can even play a compact disc. Nope. I don't. <laughs> my, my, I thought about it right there and I'm not, <laughs> I don't, I don't. 
except for my disc man <laughs> so do you do you, do you feel like do, do you feel like as like the i guess the the axis of supply and demand till i mean i would think that print might become you know more budget friendly in the future as a lot of companies move digitally do you think that like there might be some rebels out there who stay driving that print train and like kind of target target people through that avenue yeah, hundred percent. It's it's like the uh, the reemergence of record stores, right? Yeah, like, like Amazon is ruling the world, but like we're seeing brick and mortar boutique stuff pop back up because it's that curated experience in that way. So, yeah, yeah, it's all gonna change. And like there are limitations of some of this stuff too. And like and the the algorithms and the targeting, all that will get smarter. But like, there's gonna always be people that just rebel against that. So there's always gonna be a market to That's speak true. to those people. I just. Uh, there's one this I I just need to put it in here somewhere but so in terms of like retargeting stuff and, and its limitations I read a joke somewhere one time of like it was like a meme like I ordered uh, my, my door broke so I went you know to, to Home Depot and ordered like a door hinge and then for like the next two weeks on the internet I'm getting served ads like join the hinge club for people who love door hinges and like it's <laughs> yeah. like no I just need a fucking door hinge like in that moment you know but like yeah. because oh, my buying shit, yeah. activity like showed Wait, I like I thought hinges. you joined like, yeah. well you know I'm a hinger but yeah Jared's been sending you advice <laughs> yeah. so, He's been part of it for months. so when I think about like print media or digital media like it, it all it's I think it's all going to exist for as long as we're alive but yeah it's interesting to think about how digital media has inserted itself into traditional media so you've got you know traditional billboard now digital boards so like those become yeah, cheaper yeah, yeah. and you have like um take direct mail uh there's like a you know you do promotional packaging stuff like that that when you open it up it has like a video that plays to you like it's, sure. it's expensive but it's still injecting digital into or like that. qr codes like were, QR were such codes. a big thing for yeah. a while ar on like bus posters yes. stuff yeah and yeah, like, yeah. ar i feel like in this like that's that's the thing all this like it doesn't move backwards but the stuff that is behind you doesn't go away necessarily either but like i mean there's a the future of driverless cars is coming so then yeah. all of a sudden i'm not i'm not driving the car so i, I can leisurely look at billboards i'll probably be able to like reach out and like click it and it will like open a hologram in my driverless car and I'll get like, you know, like that's, yeah. that's a bit preposterous, or, but, but maybe not. Like, to, to take it even further, print media becomes a little bit cheaper because of digital technology that like is like digital printers. So like the, sure. it's not like, it's no longer like a four, four color, five color, some sort of offset print job. It, it, we can do it cheaper through using a digital printer. So you're still getting something printed, but it was done in a digital way. Like it's right. hurt your head. Mm. <laughs> Technology. <laughs> but you know, I think the game that we're in, it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's our job to continue to be paying attention to these things and, and, and have some understanding of what works and why it works and how we can try to get it to work better. And it's some combination of targeting of creative of budget. You know, it's, it's an alchemy to a certain extent. Sure. Um, uh, you know, but before, uh, before we wrap up, uh, I kind of was curious. So one, one point that we didn't get to on here uh, was uh, bad advertisement. So like these kind of things of like uh, uh, redundant advertisement. And, and you kind of mentioned this before and I want to jump in. Uh, when you talked about like, yeah, someone can use like $100 on digital 
and make like a wave from that. But people can spend a lot of money on digital and have it go horribly, horribly wrong. I'm curious if you guys have any like horror stories or like really bad ads that were served to you that you're just like, I can't believe someone thought this was a good idea. Well, I mean, the worst ad is one that doesn't work. So if it, <laughs> I mean, and no, the we, worst ad is one that actively offends. Well, that's true, and then it hurts your brand beyond that, beyond this the goal of that campaign. But I think like if you're, if I'm looking at an ad that I just don't like visually, there's no call to action, there's no, if the messaging is off for me, whatever. I might think it's bad, but that's subjective, because maybe they're killing it <laughs> over here. True. So like, true. Like, how are we measuring success? Like their measurement of success versus my measurement of success. I'm like, man, they're they're not gonna do well with this. Right. right. I don't really know that. Maybe they've they've targeted some audiences that just don't care how it looks. They don't care yeah. how, how the message <laughs> the messaging is. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Callan's smiling because it might be him. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm smiling. I don't care, I'm smiling because it's a, it's an audience of Hoggy the Doggies, which is an inside joke, here, which <laughs> means nothing to you, gentle listener. So, <laughs> I don't care. I'll click it. <laughs> I don't. Care. Yeah, that's soggy. <laughs> Colin, do you have any any uh, examples off the top of your head? You know, not off the top of my head, I really and doesn't even. I've had some time to think about it and still couldn't get there. I think for me, it would be and again, this is again somewhat professionally motivated, but like, so creative is super important, and all that. But like, yeah, the 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 data game, the targeting game is 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 more where my professional interests lie, at least you know in the current iteration of my life. Um, and I would say that, so even that, that, the door hinge example that I gave, sure, that is a wasted spend because it's like, <laughs> you know, or, or anything where people, anytime where I, like I am retargeted and anything and I convert and I'm still served up ads selling this to me. And I'm yeah, like, that's I, insane. I, I bought, I bought, leave yeah, me alone. That's like, enough. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I'll, I'll click through an ad and like I said, advertising works on me. I'll, I'll consume it and. Every way on the front end and the back end, I'll take it all the way through the entire conversion path until, like the sign up or whatever, sure. just to see what where it went. Because like it, it's it's beyond just like that click, which I think is what Colin's getting at. It's like what happens after I made it. Pa- I, I I opened that door. Now what are you? Right. Where are you taking me? Yeah. Like are you how how much more are you gonna sell me to like actually do what you want me to do? Because yeah. clicking is one thing. Getting somebody to fully convert sure. is another thing, and like that's what's going to make it good or bad. Patiently I mean, awaiting that email code, like, hey, yeah. come on back, please. No, I'm signing up for Colin for so many things. I don't know why I've never done that. And also, <laughs> podcast listeners, Rob said his email address, so please sign Colin up for as many. We should bleep it out for real. It, yeah, we should. <laughs> it's my real email address. So yeah, what if we bleeped it out? But with Rob's email address. Uh, now we're talking. Now we're getting right. somewhere. Yeah. Cooking with gas here. All right. Rob at Rob.com. That's it. Rob Basketball Star at oh. Hotmail.com. <laughs> that was a long time ago. All right. <laughs> Leave me alone. Well, all right. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to the episode. We really hope you enjoy it and uh, stick around and come back for the next one. Yeah, really, really appreciate everyone kind of giving us our time on this platform. Please stay up to date with us. Follow us on Instagram at Mr. Smith Agency. Check out all of our work there. Also, visit our website, mrsmith.agency. Thanks, guys. Take care.